from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Folklife Today podcast. I'm John Fan, the head of research and programs at the American Folklife Center at the Library of Congress. I'm here with Stephen Winnick, a folklorist at the center and the creator of the Folklife Today blog. Hello, everyone. Last time we did an episode on summer songs, and like our winter songs exploration a few months ago, we decided to make it epic and do a second episode. That's right. We just had so many favorites, we couldn't narrow it down. So we have with us once again our guest, Jennifer Cutting, another Folklife specialist at the center. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, John. Hi, Steve. We thought that you might want to get us started with your first song. Oh, sure. I can do that. Um, This first song is the epitome of something we were talking about last time, which is the pastoral ditty, where a young man roves out on a summer morning and encounters a pretty maiden. Now, in songs like this, the man usually tries to woo the woman. Sometimes he succeeds, and sometimes, like in this song, not so much. This song is extremely popular on the British folk scene, so I heard, I heard a lot of this song in my folk clubbing days in London in the 1980s. It's called The Banks of the Sweet Primroses. So, Jennifer, why do you think this particular song is so popular? Well, that's an interesting question with some history to it. As many of our listeners will know, a lot of American folk songs were first recorded on commercial records rather than on folklorists' field recordings. As the country, blues, and ethnic genres started to be recorded in the 19-teens and 1920s, traditional musicians found a market niche for their music That wasn't as common in England, where most of the songs to make it onto commercial 78s were arranged as sort of light classical songs and sung by trained vocalists with an orchestra. But this song was an exception. In 1937, Columbia Records released a 78 of this song as sung by the traditional singer Phil Tanner from the Gower Peninsula in Wales. It was also sung in the 1950s for the BBC by the great singer and collector, Bob Copper. So it got a really early start on record and in radio, which were the main things that fueled the later folk revival. Yeah, that's true. And I'll just say that one of the people to learn Phil Tanner's version was Dave Swarbrick of Fairport Convention, who also adapted some songs from the AFC archive, like When First Unto This Country, um, in order to play with the band. And um, through Dave Swarbrick's version, I really came to love the Phil Tanner recording. Tanner had an absolutely amazing voice. But I know that neither Dave Swarbrick nor Phil Tanner is in our collections at the American Folklife Center archive. So whose rendition did you bring along? Well, this is another version from the 1950s, recorded by Alan Lomax from the music hall singer, Colin Davis. And you can hear just a little bit of classical training in his voice. 
And that's great for this pastoral subject matter. Wonderful. Let's give it a listen. As I walked out one midsummer morning To view the fields, yes, and to take the air Down by the banks of the sweet primroses Where I beheld some most lovely fair It's three long steps I took up to her Thinking to keep her by my side Which when I closer came to view She appeared to me Like some virtuous bride I said, fair maid, where are you going? And what is the cause of all your grief? I'll make you as happy as any lady If you will grant me one small relief Stand off, stand off, you are deceitful you are a false and a deceitful man For it's you that have caused My poor heart to wander And as for relief Why that's all in vain I'm going down to some lonesome valley Where neither man nor mortal shall me find Where those pretty little small birds Are changing their voices And at every moment Blows blustering wind Come all ye fair maids that go a-courting Take warning by what I am going to say For young men are Like a star on a summer's morning When daylight does appear They fade Again, a quintessential summer song from Colin Davis. It's part of AFC's Alan Lomax collection, and Lomax just labeled it as Sweet Primroses. That's right. And that reminds me of another great Alan Lomax recording. And what would that be? In 1962, Alan Lomax recorded a man named Cephas Lewis in Trinidad. And to show you how pervasive and influential this whole English genre of pastoral courtship songs was... Lomax recorded one from Cephas Lewis, whose father was from Trinidad and his mother was from Tobago. And Lomax noted that it was an English lyric ballad. That's what he wrote in his notes. And indeed, you listen to it and it sounds just like one of these English songs like The Banks of the Sweet Primroses. But in fact, there's no trace of this precise song in England. 
It's just that the song follows the generic convention so closely that Lomax assumed it was an English song. And it is a really nice expression of this genre of song with some lovely Caribbean and maritime touches as well. And I really love Mr. Lewis's singing. And true to this whole genre, it's called One Fine Summer's Morning. Let's hear it. One fine summer's morning. One fine summer's morning. One fine summer's morning. Just as the break of day. My eyes behold a fine young lady. She seems to be like the morning star. My eyes behold a fine young lady. She seems to be like the morning star. I step up quickly and bid good morning and say, young lady, what is your name? My name is Nancy. She answered kindly. My name is Nancy, and so she said. My name is Nancy, she answered kindly. My name is Nancy, long time ago. Good morning, Miss Nancy. What is your fancy? My fancy is to be one of the Seymour's pride. The Seymour's pride that drives to China. I would be married long time ago. The Seymour's pride that drives to China, I would be married long time ago. I give my love to a leafy willow tree. I took that tree to be one of the virtuous tree. The tree got widowed. And the branch had faded. You see what false love has done to me. The tree got withered. And the branch had faded. You see what false love has done. That was One Fine Summer's Morning by Cephas Lewis. And you're right, it's great. So great that we're going to hear more from Mr. Lewis before this episode is over. But right now, I've got another song to play for you. I was reminded of this song by thinking about so many people in the last year who either ill themselves or for whom the pandemic caused them to lose work over what has now been two summers. 
This comes from the Florida WPA collection. It's by James Griffin, an African-American turpentine worker and logger. In Florida, from the early part of the 20th century, turpentine was made from the resin in pine trees, and the workers' camps maintained barracks or shanties for people to live and a company store where they shopped. So you had to pay the company for your food and your lodging, and they paid you by the tree for the work you did. Unfortunately for Mr. Griffin, he got sick and couldn't work for three months, but he had nowhere to live except in the camp, so he ended up owing them three months back rent. And for that, he says he went to jail for three months. During that time, he says this was his theme song. It's called Worked All Summer Long. Worked all summer long I didn't see Marie Rose Wake all summer though, I didn't see Marie Rose say, I ain't got no money, and my friends, they don't even care. Well, my dear mother, she prayed this prayer for me. My dear mother, she prayed this prayer for me. She says, Lord, have mercy on my son, wherever he may be. Oh, when my friends told me, when I was waking like a sleep, boys, my friends told me, when I was working like a sleep, his dreams we won't see no more money. Ain't gonna be no rainy day. Well, please everybody, while the sun is shining on, Captain, we please everybody, while the sun is shining on. We will save our money, yes, and find another home. Yeah, man. Thank you very much, James. Again, that was Worked All Summer Long from James Griffin. And we are bringing more summer songs to the Folk Life Today podcast with our guest, Jennifer Cutting. Did you bring another song, Jennifer? I did. This is another of the cool summer songs that Alan Lomax recorded in Russia in August 1964. So think back. While the Beatles were on their first tour to the U.S. and Canada, Alan Lomax was recording Tuvan music and Georgian music and other regional musics of the then Soviet Union. So how did his trip to the Soviet Union come about? Well... Alan was visiting the Soviet Union to attend the International Anthropological and Ethnological Congress in Moscow. And while he was there, he gathered recordings for his comparative research on world folk song style. Ethnomusicologist Anna Rudneva guided him through the archives in Leningrad and Moscow, where he made copies of recordings of various nationalities including the Tuvan recordings. He also made recordings himself of music from Azerbaijan, Georgia, and Russia. 
This song is a dub Alan made from an original ethnographic recording in the collection of Radio Moscow. And it's called In Summer Pastures. You'll hear a sweet toned zither called the Chadagan, played by Mikhail Kendin and Konstantin Tamdin. You'll also hear a banjo like instrument called the Chanzi, played by Alexi Anai Ul. And you'll hear singing by Tara Kis Namsatovna Munzuk. I'll point out that this isn't the so called throat singing or overtone singing style that a lot of people associate with Tuvan music, but it's just as distinctive and interesting. And here it is. Once again, that was In Summer Pastures, Tuvan music, dubbed by Alan Lomax in Moscow in August 1964. I should point out that we have some interesting Tuvan music in the Homegrown series, which we'll link to in the blog post announcing this podcast at blogs.loc.gov slash folklife. Great plug, as usual, Steve. And um, I believe you also have a second song? Yes, I brought along a song in Basque. In the 1930s, Sidney Robertson Cowell had a hard time convincing her Basque friends to record, but she was determined to record their songs, and she wrote about it in her notes, which I'll quote. So this is a quote from Sidney Robertson Cowell. Certainly, the most reserved group of folk musicians in California are the Basques. Many Spanish Basques in Pacific Grove sang gladly for the writer after some months' acquaintance, but record? No. This was music of, by, and for the Basques. A friend might be permitted to share it, but fundamentally it was considered pure Basque business, not to be bandied about on records that anyone might hear. Finally, however, a teacher of Basque descent was able to persuade an old lady, the cook in a small restaurant near the railroad station in Fresno, to record with her son. The Basque reserve broke down the minute the singers heard their own voices, and they made many suggestions for further recording. 
It should not be difficult to follow the connections of this one family out among the migratory sheep herders in California valleys. So that old lady and her son were Mrs. Francisco Echeverri and her son Matias, and I brought along one of their songs called When the Sun Shines Everywhere, How Good the Shade Is. Wonderful. Let's hear a clip. So again, a Basque summer song from California. Steve, what else do we know about this song? Well, I did find something very interesting while researching it. You remember what Sidney Roberts and Cowell said about following the connections out to the sheep herders? Well, Basque shepherds in the American West are known for creating arborglyphs, that is to say, carving words or symbols into the bark of living trees. And as the trees grow, the glyphs remain as scars on the bark. There are Basque language arborglyphs in California, Nevada, Oregon, and Utah going back to 1870 and extending until the 1980s. Often folks just carve their names and maybe the town where they were from. Sometimes there are little conversations, so a shepherd would carve a sentence and another shepherd would write a reply weeks later. And sometimes it got even more elaborate. It's a fascinating fact that in July 1951, a shepherd named Jean Biscay carved the lyrics of the song we just heard into an aspen tree near Reno. He signed it, too. So we know the song stayed in the Basque tradition in the American West to be passed on both in singing and in the unusual tradition of arborglyphs. Wow, that's strange and kind of cool. And I actually have a friend from college who had a summer job at the U.S. Forest Service finding and doing rubbings of those arborglyphs up in Northern California. Very cool. Wow. Now, we're almost done with our exploration of summer songs here. But not until you play us another song, John. Well, I have another one. Uh, remember how I promised we'd hear more from Cephas Lewis. I've got another song for him that reveals more of the African influences on the culture of Trinidad. This is a song that Mr. Lewis said was about two young women arguing. One was married and the other wasn't married yet. And the married woman is kind of taunting the unmarried woman, saying that if she wasn't married by August, she would never be able to marry after that. So part of its background is the widespread tradition of summer courtship and marriage. It's called June Come, You Know Mary. And it's got a very cool syncopated rhythm, which Lewis plays by tapping a glass bottle with a spoon. And we have other recordings of that exact same rhythmic tradition from several locations on the African continent in our collections. Excellent. Now, before we hear this, let's thank all the performers and collectors, our engineer, John Gold, and all the library colleagues who help us deploy this podcast. Of course. And let's thank our guest, Jennifer Cutting. Thanks, Jennifer. Well, thanks for having me. And as usual, thanks to you, Steve. Thanks to you too, John. And now let's end with Cephas Lewis singing, June Come, You Know Marry.
June come and no marry July come, you're not married If August come and you're not married You're not I got married Again, you're not I got married Again, you're not I got married Again, if August come and you're not married You're not I got married Again, June come and no marry July come and you're not married If August come and you're not married You're not I got married Again, you know, I go married. Again, you know, I go married. Again, if August come and you know, married, you know, I go married. Again, June come, you know, married. July come and you know, married. If August come and you know, married, you know, I go married. Again, you know, I go married. Again, you know, I go married. Again, if August come and you know, married, you know, I go married. Again. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.